It is not in our numbers, but in our unity that our strength lies. Good morning, Christian America. These words come from Thomas Paine prior to the American Revolution, and they are so fitting today for Christian Americans as we look across the landscape this morning, this, this Monday morning, as we get ready to get the week started. And it seems like we're outnumbered. It seems like everywhere we turn, we're being mocked and criticized and ostracized within our own society, within our own country. Even though we're founded upon religious freedom, it seems like those freedoms are trying to be eroded each and every day in various corners, various avenues of our own society at both the state, local, and federal governments. But it's not in the numbers. It's in our unity that our strength lies. Let's talk about that more today as we get ready to get, in, get out into the world this Monday. Good morning, Christian America. So good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian American T-shirt company coming to you on another glorious Monday, on another Monday that we've been blessed with, that we've been, uh, we've been honored with, that God has provided yet another day and another week on this great creation of His, that we're outside and we're able to celebrate Him and praise Him and, and glorify Him with our actions, with our words, but more importantly, with our actions. As we head out into the world this Monday, as you head out into your place of business or to your place of employment or to your uh, place of education, and you interact with those around you, remember that God put you here today. Remember that, that you are here for a reason, a, a specified purpose that He and only He has the plan for. He and only He can uh, put you in a position, in the position that you are right now. And He does so so that you can glorify him, so that you can do good works on behalf of him. So, in, so that as Paul says in Ephesians 2, that you can do the good works that have been placed in advance by Christ ahead of time for you to fulfill. It's important that you believe that. It's important that we believe that. It's important that we understand and we recognize that we have this revelation, this great gift called scripture that, that God has provided, he has uh, divinely inspired We've had these messengers that were able to see firsthand the powers of Jesus Christ, the, the powers that he possessed within himself and the, and the way in which he manifested those powers. He could have used those powers to rule over the world. He could have used those powers to dominate society. He could have put kings, he could have crumbled empires and, and overthrown kings. He could have done it easily, but he chose not to. He didn't come as a, as a king, as a conqueror of this world. He didn't come as an oppressor. He didn't come to do his will and force his will on anybody else. He came as a servant. He came as a, as a lowly carpenter. He came uh, and graced us with his presence, being sinless and blameless. With all the powers of the world, he chose to do good. He chose uh, to be meek and be humble and to serve rather than be served. And he calls us to do the same. But not only does he call, call us to do the same, he calls us to spread his message, his message of love, his, his message of compassion and of kindness. And sometimes, in order to spread that message, you need to be able to uh, face the trials and tribulations that are gonna come you. And that's where we find ourselves in 2019, that's where we find ourselves 
if you're a Christian American, if you're living up to the values, if you're living up to the standards that Christ, or at least if you're attempting to, we are all fall, we're all fallen, we all do fall short. But it's important that we get up each and every day and we try to live our lives right. We try to live our lives in accordance with the, with the law and the word and the deeds that Christ gives us, that he's left us in scripture. We talked Friday about scripture itself, about the Bible, how beautiful it is, how, how wonderful and how, how much power is in it, how much knowledge, it's, it's, it's even more than knowledge, it's wisdom, how much wisdom is in these words in scripture. Each page filled with wisdom, so much wisdom and so deep of knowledge that you could spend hours, if not days, if not weeks, if not months on a single page, on a single passage, on a single story because it's so integral into our lives. There's a reason why this scripture has lasted over 2,000 years. There's a reason why billions of people throughout history have turned towards this wonderful book this where these wonderful words exist and turn to, towards it for, for meaning and for purpose and for understanding. Understanding of self, understanding of family, understanding of society, understanding of community and, and of country. And this country specifically that was built on around these principles that are laid out, around Christian ideals, Judeo-Christian values. From its inception, our founding fathers understood that, that in order to have a society run by the people, that the people must be moral. And that there's only one place where these moral uh, values can come from. Because if they come from government, they can be taken away. If they come from man, they can be taken away. But the values and the morals produced by God, granted by God, cannot be taken away by any man, by any government, by any institution, because you are granted it, granted them by him. And who can argue with that? For if God is with me, then who can be against me? This played into our founding fathers as they built this country. So you need to remember that. Remember what this country was built on. Remember that the good work that Christ calls us to do to spread because it's that knowledge it's that knowledge of history it's that knowledge of self it's that knowledge of Christ and the beginning the very beginning of what is true morals that has made this place the greatest country in the history of the world so when you turn on your TV and you turn on your internet uh, your, your internet and you're, you're watching YouTube videos or you're listening to podcasts or you're listening to to someone ramble on about changing everything, turning it upside down. We need to transform this country. Remember that this country is the greatest, best place on earth. It has been for many, many decades. This place has collapsed socialism. This place has defeated Nazism. This place has collapsed communism. This place, this country that we live in, is the beacon, is the light that all others try to be. This is the, the land in which everyone tries to, to come. Why is that? Does that sound like a place that needs to be fundamentally transformed? Does it sound like a place that needs to be fundamentally changed? That needs to be upended? That needs to be revolted against? I don't think so. Because the opposite is death and destruction the opposite if you're not first the opposite of first is last the opposite of great is 
not great, it's mediocre at best. So people, when you hear people say that they want to tra fundamentally transform our, our nation and our values, remember what it's gotten us. It's gotten us this beautiful land that everyone seeks to, uh, to come to. Now why is that? Again, because it's built on the Christian foundation, it's built on scripture, it's built, in on, it's built on Christ's word and Christ's deed. Multiple times throughout uh, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, the Federalist Papers uh, that, that explain what the founders were thinking, multiple times they invoke scripture, they invoke morality and being a, a country centered around moral, uh, moral values, Christian values, Judeo-Christian values, in the Judeo-Christian tradition. And that's why our, our laws are based off the laws of Moses. Our laws and our, our values, our day-to-day, our, -day, our societal norms of being kind to one another and the golden rule. Remember, the golden rule is, a, is an offshoot of Christ's number one commandment, which is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, but to, and spirit, but to love each other as you love yourself. These things are ingrained in us. They're ingrained in our society, and they should be. But for some reason, over the last few years, it seems like we've forgotten it. Our youth don't know it. Our elderly have, must have forgotten it. Or they've prioritized earthly goods and earthly things over it. And so I read a good article uh, recently talking about the Generation X problem. And for those of you who aren't familiar with gener what Generation X is, Generation X falls somewhere between people that are 35 and 50-ish, 55-ish, depending on, on uh, who's, who's talking. Roughly, the, the adults, the parents in the room, not the grandparents, but roughly the parents. And how this generation, this Generation X, people like myself and others just like me, have dropped the ball on so many things. The baby boomer generation is still running organizations, they're still running institutions, but they're old and they're living it and running it off of you know, their ideas that initially came about in the 80s and the 70s and 80s. And then the next group of, of people that are playing a institutional role, whether it be business, whether it be churches, whether it be religious institution, whether it be political institutions, or the millennial generation, which there's all this hubbub about, right? The, the generation that's 35 and under. These two uh, ideas of what the world is and, and, and how we should behave, what morality is, is a conversation that, gen that, that the adults, that the parents in the room are not participating and have not participating and uh, have, have participated in. We've dropped the ball, ladies and gentlemen. If you are 35 to 50, I would say that we've dropped the ball. We've been adults for quite some time and we've refused to, to, to pick up the baton and, and run with it. We've refused to run the race, as Paul says, and to run it well, to run it good, and to finish it. We've refused to put on the full armor of God and stand up for our values. Instead, we've We've allowed those anti-Christian American forces, those anti-Christian American voices to win over, to win the day, to win the public argument, that have forced religion back into the churches, that have forced religion back into our, the, the four walls of our own households, 
And we were told for so long, don't you come out of there. Don't you, don't you spread and force your religious beliefs on me. Now true, we shouldn't be forcing religious beliefs on anyone. But the idea that we have to be silent, that we have to sit in our corner, that we can only profess our faith within the four corners of our household, within the confines of our secret communities and the buildings with the cross on it on Sundays, just one day a week, that we have to be forced into that, that we can't step out into the real world and voice our own beliefs, that we can't stand strong in the fact that we trust God, that we believe in Christ, that we believe in His word and His deed and His message. The fact that, that we think and we have allowed, to ha allowed that to happen for so long, to be forced away is a travesty and I take responsibility for my part in it for far too long, me personally. I've been uninvolved in my community. I've been uninvolved in my church. I've been uninvolved in spreading God's message. I've been uninvolved in the duties that are required of me as an adult, of the duties that are required of me as a Christian American, of the duties that are required of me as a lover of Christ and a follower of Christ to make believers of all nations, to stand strong and firm in my faith, publicly, openly, Verbally, I have failed to, to live up to those aspirational ideas. I have failed to live up to the commands of Christ on multiple levels, but this one in particular. And if you're like me, if, you're not, if you haven't been involved in your church, if you haven't been involved in your community, if you haven't been involved in your employment, if you haven't been involved in your education system, if you haven't been involved in your political system, if you haven't been involved in the institutions that run this country, that run your neighborhood, that run, you know, your local cities. You need to get involved. Because who else is going to do it? Ladies and gentlemen, there isn't another group of people. The only other group of people other than the Christian American community is the anti-Christian American community. And we know what happens when they take charge. We know what, happened when, what, what happens when religion is forced out of our households. It's forced out of our, our courthouses and our, and our schoolhouses and back into our own houses. And that's only for so long because the natural progression, what history has shown us, is that after, after Christ is pulled from the courthouse and after Christ is pulled from the schoolhouse, next thing you know, uh, uh, Christ is pulled from your own house. That is the path that we are on. Now, you may think I sound alarmist. And maybe I do, but I'm fearful of the next generation. I'm not fearful for myself. I'm fearful of the next generation of Christian American of the next generation of Christian Americans. I'm not fearful that Christ won't deliver us. I'm fearful that they won't know Christ. I'm not fearful of the repercussions. I'm fearful of the next generations not knowing who Christ was, not knowing who Christ is, not knowing our history, not knowing the history, not knowing the good works that Christ did, not knowing the good message that Christ holds. And there's many people out there right now as we speak that are trying to figure out how to change the words in this Bible. They're trying to change the message and they use bits and pieces and they subvert the overall message. 
They're trying to change who Christ was. They're, gonna, they're trying to change what he believes. They're trying to change his demeanor. They're trying to change uh, what he calls us to do. And they're trying to do that because they want to subvert his message. Because that's what they, that, 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 is, the, that is the path that this anti-Christian American movement is all about. They want to restrict. Then they want to remove. And then eventually they want to rebrand Christianity in their eyes rather than Christ's eyes. We have to be ever, ever vigilant, ladies and gentlemen. We have to be ever vigilant in our in, in our wariness of of who comes in the name of progress. What does this progress entail? Because I would tell you. That if you want to progress in the right direction, if you want to progress in a good direction for yourself and your family and your community and your country, our country, the best progress that you can make is you can start with Genesis and progress to Revelation. If you can do that, you're on the right path. Then you can build your family and put them on that same path. You can take your community and build them on that same path. You can move our states and our country on that path start at, uh, start at Genesis and all go all the way down to Revelation ladies and gentlemen when you go out to the world today remember these things remember what we've shared here so when you encounter these forces these anti-christian forces out here in your daily life do not shy away from them Stand strong in the full armor of God. If you lack the faith, if you lack the conviction, turn to Ephesians 6. If you turn to Ephesians 6 and listen to what Paul says about standing firm in the full armor of God with the, with the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, fitted in the sandals of in the righteousness of the gospel, the shield of faith listen to those words read those words read them out loud say them out loud and they will give you strength they will give you comfort because they know that because then you'll know you'll feel that God is with you do not back down from people who who want to take our faith away from us do not back down to those who want to try to put us back in our in the four walls of our own households that only, only want us to worship one hour of one day per week. It's not what Christ calls us to do. We, he's calls us to live our faith, to speak our faith, to do good works on behalf of our faith, on behalf of Christ. And that doing so will give us purpose and meaning, and that purpose and meaning will open up new avenues for us. It will open up our eyes so that we may succeed and promoting him and praising him and glorifying him and to bringing followers towards him. That's where we need to be in this country. That is progress. What we've seen over the last few years and maybe the last few decades is regress. The Christian American community has become weak. We have become unknowledgeable. We have become ignorant in the words of scripture. 
we've become ignorant in the, in the work of Christ. In his true tone, the firmness. Jesus took a firm tone in the Gospels. And if you think I'm, I'm making that up, read them for yourself. He didn't mince words. He called hypocrites hypocrites. He called unbelievers unbelievers. He said that people that teach against his commandments will end up in Gehenna, in hell, with wailing and gnashing of teeth. Not once does it say that Jesus laughed. He wasn't making jokes. He was being serious. Over and over again, he talks about wailing and gnashing of teeth for a reason. My friends, when you step out to, into the world today, this Monday, remember these things. Stand strong in your faith. It's important if we want to, if we want to leave a country for our family, if we want to leave a country worthwhile to the next generation, we're going to need Christ in our lives. Because without him, we are nothing. But with him, nothing is impossible. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, we hope, we sure hope you do. We don't ask for donations. We ask for participation. You can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees, all one word, dot com. Pick yourself up a Christian American tea, tank, sweatshirt, hoodie, or various accessories uh, that we sell on the website. Uh, the tees now are made 100% in America, so the uh, all the regular tees are made 100% uh, in the USA. All the tank tops are made 100% in the USA. We're actively searching to uh, for tri-blends that are made in America. We're actively searching for hoodies and sweatshirts that are made in America. It, it ain't easy, but we're on the lookout. But we still we still uh, sell those online. So if you're looking at uh, the tee that I got on right now and you're saying, how do I get a Christian American tee like that? You go to ChristianAmericanTees.com pick yourself up one. Also, you can contribute to the Christian American uh, community by logging on to the our YouTube channel, the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. That's this podcast. It's this YouTube channel. Uh, click on the button and subscribe to it. That way you don't miss any of our uh, Good Morning Christian America content, any Christian American content. Go to our Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page, uh, parlor page. Search Good, uh, Good Morning Christian America or the Christian American community and that way you can uh, subscribe and follow and like and share any of the Christian American content and lend your voice to the conversation. If you're a Generation X person out there, if you're 35 to 50, 55, I just told you, man, we've been, we've been left out of the national conversation. We've dropped the baton. We've dropped the Christian American baton that we were supposed to pick up from our parents and run with. That's part of the reason we're in the position that we are. And I take, I take full responsibility for my part in that. And now it's time to correct it. It's not in our numbers. It's in our unity that our strength lies. So go to the Christian American uh, community on any one of the social media platforms and provide a voice. Provide your voice to the national conversation, to the Christian American conversation. We welcome it at all times. So ladies and gentlemen, as always, until we see you guys on Wednesday, and tune in Wednesday for the Wednesday podcast, because the Wednesday podcast, we're still continuing down Matthew 12, um, and we're going to talk specifically about Jesus being God's chosen servant. You don't want to miss that, so turn in, uh, tune in 
to the Good Morning Christian American podcast on Wednesday as we talk about uh, uh, Jesus as God's chosen servant. And until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Get out into the world and spread his message. Do not shy away from his message. We're not meant and we were never commanded to stay within the confines of our own households in order to, uh, to worship. That's not what the apostles did. The apostles went out there and they spread the good news. And because of that, we all know the good works that Christ did. We all know the love that he gives us. Without their initiative, without their uh, motivation, without their dedication to the cause, without you know the Holy Spirit pushing them out there, we would, we would be lost right now. This would be an alternate reality. Remember that. It's our job to carry the baton forward for the Christian American faith. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, you guys stay fire for Christ. Stay out there. Stay strong. Wear the full armor of God. And you guys stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.